good. She's amazing. They got fired. Double, double baloney. Found out how much I really enjoyed party. <laughs> Damn it, Big Daddy. As my wife says, he has a very punchable face. And I know Michelle, she never lived in Texas. In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Let's start the interview. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Today's guest is someone who knew she wanted to work in sports at a very young age. She's an NFL marketing genius who not only builds and creates strong relationships and content, but brands for her clients off the field. Let's welcome in Miss Jenna Nobles. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. I feel like this is a long time coming. I'm excited to finally <laughs> touch, touch base. I know. I know. I'm glad that I'm glad we were able to connect. I know that time of the year around like Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that is like super crazy. So it's understandable. It is. And now it's, it's crazy for a different reason. We're in the middle of playoffs, gearing up for Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. So it is, it's crazy on our end, but <laughs> always excited to carve out some time to do stuff like this. Absolutely. It's always it, like, it never fails. It's crazy all the time, I feel like. And even when it's not supposed to be busy, it somehow ends up being busy. So I greatly appreciate you giving me some time to, to talk about you and your story and, and how you got to where you are and, and maybe a little why of what, what brought you to your field. So in order to make sure that we don't keep a lot of your time, we'll just get right into it. <laughs> if you're ready. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Um, uh, so welcome. Welcome to Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Um, as mentioned, um, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes talks to those who work behind the scenes of the sporting industry. So I'll let you kick it off. We're just going to talk about you and how you got to where you are. And I'll ask questions along the way. Sounds good. That sounds good. Thanks for having me course. So I guess I can just jump right in with a quick high level background. So mm -hmm. Jenna Nobles, I work currently at Octagon, which is one of the leading sports agencies in the world. My focus is in our football division. So I work with NFL athletes, particularly for their off the field opportunities. So they're endorsements, what you're seeing on commercials, on social media, um, those type of campaigns. My job really is to create off the field revenue and also help build their brands. I think that's more important now than ever. We're hearing brand, brand, brand all the time um, and teaching these guys what that means and how to leverage that. Because obviously everyone knows these guys are great football players. They're, they're playing in the NFL, but who are they when the helmets are off, when they're mm -hmm. off the field, what are they into hobbies and, and likenesses and stuff like that. So that's really um, my main focus right now. We have a great team over there. We have currently about 50, I want to say 45, maybe 50 clients. So we're, we're extremely busy, but yeah, that's, that's currently what I'm doing. Okay. So talk a little bit about what led you to that role. Um, did you grow up playing sports? Have you always been interested in the sporting world? What, what made you attracted to a role like this? Yeah, I grew up. I'm actually the youngest of all of my siblings and the only girl. So I had oh. two older brothers growing up. So 
sports was a huge part of my upbringing. I think I had to get really good at sports so I could play with my big brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a part of it. And honestly, that's where I feel like I learned probably some of the most important traits of, you know, value, discipline, respect, time management. Um, so those things were, were big for our family. Um, it's also where I feel the most comfortable when I'm at my best self is on a field or on a basketball court. So yeah, I think without knowing that's what I always wanted to do. Um, my path kind of led me there. I've always been pretty creative and liked the marketing side when I started to dive into that in undergrad. Um, cause I didn't change my major at UNCW to sports leadership until probably my end of sophomore year, junior year. I took one class and I knew that was it. It was everything I'd been doing for, you know, business and marketing, but it was geared towards sports and hospitality. Okay. So I was like, this is perfect. Um, I did my first internship that semester for a professional tennis tournament in Charleston and it was awesome. Um, so I kind of knew there that's where I saw myself. Um, there's a lot of risk, a lot of reward in the sports industry. Um, I like the pressure of it. I like, you know, the people that you're working with the brand. So I think pretty early on in college, I knew I wanted to do something in the sports world. I wasn't really sure what I thought for a while of events. Um, I was going to be an event planner in the sports capacity. And that's what I started doing um, after grad school. So I went to, to Georgetown for grad school. They have an amazing master's program there. And I still thought events was the path I was going to take. So I did an internship at the NFL Players Association and marketing and events. So in that role, I was planning events surrounding Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. They do a big event called Rookie Premier. Um, and I love that. But the more I dug into that role, what I actually liked was the interaction with the brands and the players and building marketing campaigns. So pretty shortly there, um, I made the transition from marketing and events to player marketing. So I've really been doing marketing for NFL players for a decade now. That makes me sound very, very old. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Every time I say that, I'm like, oh my God, you're so old. No, so I, I worked at the PA for about seven years and then I was recruited to leave and go to the agency side. So I've spent some time on the agency side. I was at a small boutique agency before coming to Octagon. But yeah, my main focus for the past 10 or so years has been NFL marketing. Okay. So what, I have a lot of questions. So fire <laughs> let away. my, like let fire my away. brain process all this because <laughs> I think it's super cool because um a lot of my listeners and a lot of what got this podcast started was the professional bass fishing industry. And that's what your job is, is somewhat of what I did for a short time. I say a short time, about 10 years also, um, on the professional bass fishing side of the world. So kind of, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than probably what I'm what I know, or even like what I did, but kind of give us, um, like a day to day of what your, what a day looks like. I mean, even now you're going into playoffs and different, different things that are happening. Maybe some teams are done. Maybe some, like your players are probably focusing on different things. What does a day to day look like? Um, that's a great question. I actually get that question a lot when I'm doing, um, 
different interviews or, or people are trying to pick your brain about what they want to do with their career. Mm-hmm. And my answer is always the same. And it's something that I love most about my career is every day is totally different. And I can have a to-do list of I'm like, hey, this is what I think Wednesday is going to look like. These are the things I need to do. Inevitably, that is going to shift and change throughout the day. Um, just the nature of this business stuff is constantly happening and you have to stay on top of it all. Um, every single day I'm touching base with my clients after this many years, these guys have become family to me. So an important part of my job is keeping that line of communication open, um, for whatever they need. Um, sometimes you're a therapist, sometimes you are doing marketing deals and sometimes you're just checking in. Maybe they're going through rehab because they just had a surgery. So sometimes you're acting as just a friend checking in. Um, so that's a big part of our job is just client management. Um, and then also maintaining my network. So that is probably one of the most critical parts of this industry. One, it's small um, and people don't leave a lot. So you're working with the same people consistently. So a big part of my job is trying to make sure my guys are top of mind for these brands. So when they're looking to book talent for a commercial or a social campaign, I want them to be like, Hey, I remember generation out a couple of days ago. She told me Tristan Wirfs really likes Carhartt clothes. How can we make this happen? Or Chris Carson's really into Sour Patch Kids. Like that's top of mind when we're looking to do a campaign in Seattle. So Um, a lot of my job is just information sharing. Uh, we say all the time in our division that without PR, there's not marketing. People need to know who our players are. Um, so that's a big piece of it too. And then naturally with the nature of this business is putting out fires. There's always something that's, (laughs) that's, that's going to be going on or that's, or that's, that's urgent. Um, so staying on, on top of that and, and managing a lot of different stakeholders, um, but yeah, there's not a, a typical day in the life of someone who does marketing. It, it, it really ebb and flows. I get that. I get the putting out the fire part too, for sure. <laughs> um, so with, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause I'm probably very wrong with this. Um, when, so your day-to-day is very different, kind of, like you said, ebbs and flows, got to kind of go roll with the punches. You might be on a call for an hour. You might be on another call for 20 minutes. Does And so with that being said, like, what is your involvement with each player um, or each one of your clients? Is it, are you doing like their social media posts? Are you making, um, in the fishing world, we call them like media packets. I'm sure you guys have a better, fancier term for them. (laughs) (laughs) Is that something that your role is or is it more of, you know, what you mentioned, the, the information sharing, the PR part of things, the communication side. Oh, it's, it's that too. And each guy's okay. different. As I mentioned, we have, you know, 40 to 50 clients and your relationship with each of them is very different and how you interact with each of them is different. So absolutely. There's some guys um, that I work with that if we have deliverables and I know posting as a part of one of their campaigns, um, I've absolutely done social posts for them. If that's, if that's what they want or, it's easier for them. Some guys are, are much more savvy on Instagram than others. So they know how to do the paid post and they know how to tag it correctly. And you send them the caption and, and they copy and paste it, or they change it up for their own wording. Um, so social is, is different per each guy. So I've done A to Z. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, the, the marketing packets and stuff, we do that. We do a, a bio for each of our guys because obviously it's much easier when you're pitching them for potential opportunities if people have something to look at. Um, if I'm just sending a, a blanket email and it, it just has sales written all over it, um, people are gonna, are gonna delete that and, and move right on. So I'm always trying to reinvent the wheel of how can I get our clients to stand out. Um, and yeah, sometimes that's marketing reels, um, scissor reels or, you know, different bios, but yeah, we try and change it up, um, pretty consistently with recruiting and pitching. Um, cause as I said, the brands aren't changing as much now with the introduction of NIL and working with some college athletes, we have a lot more brands in the space, but for the most part, um, you're working with a lot of the same folks. So how are we changing our approach to make us, to make us stand out? Yeah, that's one of the, I think that's one of the fun things, but also one of the challenging things about marketing is that it's, it's, it's constantly evolving, which is great, but it's also like, how can you one up what you previously, previously did and, or the, the competitor, right? Because I, I love that aspect of it, but sometimes it's super challenging because you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, how do I make this different? How do I make it funky? How do I make it attention grabbing? Like with, and with individuals, it's more so based on their personality, right? So do you find yourself like with some clients, you're like, this person has a spitfire personality and they're going to be so easy to sell. And then you've got some players that are probably not as easy to sell because their personality is like grandpa sitting on the couch watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, and that's, and that's something we deal with daily. Um, and again, I say this to our guys all the time. I want them to be as authentic as possible. Mm. So if there is a guy who is more reserved and he's like, Jenna, I am not trying to go out there and speak to 500 people about, anything, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to recommend him for a speaking, a speaking engagement. Um, then you do have some other guys whose personality just oozes when the camera's on. Mm -hmm. So I know exactly who to pitch, um, them to and why, but my whole thing is making sure whatever I'm doing is authentic for them. I want their story to come alive. Rodrigo Blankenship, who's the kicker, who is the respect, the spec kickers in Indy, his favorite drink is chocolate milk which oh. is so interesting um mm -hmm. and and great so we pitched him to dmi which is a dairy management um partner of the nfl and he did a two-year partnership endorsement deal um because of that one specific fact because it made him unique um whereas there's a different client who hates hot sauce but a hot sauce brand really wants to work with him because it hits their target demographic. They are uh -huh. based in Atlanta, all of these things. Those are things that you have to consider if it's, if it's not a fit, um, because every relationship and partnership that you build is a reflection of your athlete. Um, so that's, that's a big priority for ours is making sure everything translates into value one for our guys, but for also the brands, I think every deal I come out of, I want to make sure the brand feels like they're winning just as much as we feel like we're winning for the client. Um, so yeah, I think being authentic is, is a huge part of it, but yeah, you have to be competitive, um, in this market because you're competing against not only other NFL players, but other NBA players, MLB players, influencers, TikTokers. Honestly, oh, TikTok yeah. is probably one of our, our biggest competitors, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I, I like the competition part. So that part is something that I think 
our team specifically, you know, it, it fires us up a bit, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but a good challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I say, um, God bless the TikTokers because <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they pump out. A lot of them are pumping out like, you know, four or five videos a day and they're lots of them are getting paid lots of money per video. And I'm like, I hope you are not a phase, but like, God bless you. Cause I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> It's a lot, but their engagement so high. So for I the know. brands, they're like the engagement is, is, is worth it for them. Um, so I'm not knocking them. If I could do it no. back in my day. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Exactly. That's what I think too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I have some favorites on TikTok, but I love the Yeet Baby. And I'm like, that girl, she's set for life. Like she's got a college fund and they're so creative and they're so fun. And I'm like, that's perfect. Like if I, like you said, if I thought about that first, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, go. and it was a perfect storm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a perfect storm of like quarantine and COVID, and people are home and they're like, What am yes. I supposed to do? And it was just like people were, you know, craving interaction and, and stuff like that. So you're getting it. Obviously, I wish we're a little bit more removed off of the phone, but in that time, it was it was a perfect storm. But yeah, I'm someone who I get on TikTok, I'm like, How have I been scrolling for this long? Oh, <laughs> it's it's such in. Yeah. I have to set myself a timer for an hour. I'm only allowed to get on there for an hour. And like social media is my job. And so I'm like, you only get an hour. That's it. And if it hurts, hits a certain time of the day, then I'm, I will not allow myself to get on it because I'll be, it'll be all night. It'll be three o'clock. And the next thing I know, it'll be 10 PM. <laughs> Where is the right, time going? Right. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh well. It, I mean, it's so, I love it, but I, Oh, TikTok. So great. Yes, they are. They are probably the biggest competitors with brand wise. But if those brands can fit into the TikTok scene, then more power to them as far as I see. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a lot of what we do when I'm pitching. It's not just one platform or a one-off appearance. I think the less transactional it can feel, the better for both sides. So sometimes even if we're doing a campaign, it can be you want an in-feed post or a story or a TikTok. And is the more in-depth we can do, the better. We don't have any huge TikTok people yet, um, but I feel like we'll get there. Or honestly, there's probably going to be a new platform by this time next year. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we could probably put money on that. But I would think mm -hmm. your, your TikToker is coming soon. Just never say never. I um, love that. Put that in the universe for me. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's out there. TikToker is coming soon. It's out there. Okay. <laughs> so aside from getting a TikToker, um, what what are your favorite parts of your job? Um, I think this year has been probably name image likeness. So NIL for college has been a favorite part of 2021 for me, just because it's new. Um, name image likeness isn't new. We've obviously been doing that for, for many years. It's just new in the college space. Um, but I think these athletes deserve to get paid. Um, so I think that part's been fun for me is, is working with some of these younger guys who haven't had the experience to do it yet. Um, obviously it comes with an education level, not only for the players, but also for, you know, the mom and pop businesses and the college towns, but that's fun. It's, it's what I like about my job to begin with. So I think doing it at a different level and, and having some new excitement around it has been fun for our team. Explain a little bit about that. I'm not too, I know what it is, but I'm not too familiar with um, 
brand image like this. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So it's name image like this, which means college athletes for the first time since July can get paid using their name, literally image and likeness. So, um, you're going to eventually see Jersey sale, which in the NFL guys get a royalty for every Jersey that is sold with their name and number on the back. Mm -hmm. Um, in the college space now, let's say you have, you, you saw a lot of food chains do it, um, for college players, but let's say you have girl behind the scenes taco shop. You can go out and say, I want to work with the quarterback. I'm going to pay him X amount of dollars. He is going to endorse us saying that we are the best taco shop in town. We're going to do events in our shop. We're going to sell um, or do autograph signings and basically pay him for being who he is. So before college players couldn't do that based off of NCAA rules. Um, okay. Now that's now that's been lifted, but it's really just being able for those guys and girls to capitalize on who they are as athletes. Okay. I follow. You got That's it. You got cool. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that can, that opens up the doors for so many things, especially if they want to go into, you know, a pro level, if they want to play at the pro level. Right. I mean, they could walk into signing a deal with the team and, and already have their, some of their endorsements already lined up. Yeah. Well, the, the way the deals work in college, the way the contracts are, they have to end when Oh, their okay. college careers over, but no, that's a good point. So what I said earlier about not wanting to be transactional. Yeah. If they go in and let's say one of the trading card companies is a big player in the college space, but also in the pro space, if that player was really good about signing all of his autographs, returning them on time, um, was really cooperative. Then when that player becomes pro, that company is probably a hundred percent more likely to want to work with him because they've already had that great experience in college. So it's, it's a good way to get in earlier and build that relationship that you normally would only be able to start when you turn pro. Um, so although the, the contract might stop once he's no longer a college athlete, you have to redo do that. Um, if you've built a strong enough relationship is what, in which is what we push really hard for, um, mm -hmm. the guys will see the benefit of that. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I think it will be fun. It'll be fun to see what happens with some of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some, there's some big deals, some big headlines this year. And I think it's, it's only going to grow. Um, now that companies can, they did the wait and see approach and now they've seen, mm -hmm. um, that there's some value in there and they can set aside some marketing dollars for these guys and girls. So it's good. It's been huge for women's sports, um, which sure. is exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. So going from one aspect to another, what is maybe a dreaded task or something that you're not super fond of in your day-to-day? -day? Um, that's a good question. I think one of the hardest parts of our job, um, specifically in marketing and just sports in general is injuries. Um, football yeah. specifically, they're, it, they're more common than you want them to be. Um, but that's the, the most dreaded part of my job is when a guy's having an amazing year. And then unfortunately, has an injury that keeps him sidelined for a few weeks, you know, and worst case scenario, maybe sidelined for the season. Cause that's a direct impact on their marketing. Um, okay. so if a guy is showing out on the field and getting touchdowns and jacking up everyone's fantasy points and getting really good media attention, um, that drives his value up on the marketing side. So if he's 
injured and not playing and he's not top of mind and he's not getting as many mentions as perhaps a person who's replacing him. Uh, that's something that we have to deal with, which is unfortunate. There's nothing you can do about that. Obviously you never want your guys to get injured um, at all. That's, that's the worst part of the job for me. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine that that would be um, challenging to try, probably not to keep the relationships alive, but trying to, you know, be creative and, and maneuver a little bit to, to make it fit until they're, they're better. Um, what, what has been some of your favorite endorsements that you've done? Um, probably my favorite one happened this year. I mentioned it earlier with Tristan Wirfs. He is amazing. Amazing. He plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He is a Super Bowl champ his rookie year last year, which was awesome for him, but more so he's just an incredible human being. And you see that anytime you're around him. So he's been so much fun to work with. And a campaign that we did for him was with Carhartt. So when he was drafted, obviously height of COVID, the NFL wasn't doing the big, the draft and all the events and stuff like that. So when our team was talking to him about what he wants to wear, normally you would do the suit suited and booted and all that in in New York or wherever the draft is going to be. And he was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to wear my Carhartt hoodie because that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just who he wants to wear. Just a good, good dude. Um, so our PR team ran with that Carhartt saw it. Um, we've been in negotiations with them for gosh, a while. So that was a relationship that we put a lot of effort into. And this, this past year, he did a national campaign with them and the campaign was work is the original workout. So we got to feature Tristan in the habitat that he loves the most, which is outside dragging trees, throwing hay, oh, just awesome. being, yeah, just being who he is. And so those campaigns are the best for me because I can tell a hundred people that Tristan's from Iowa and he won the hay bale tossing competition and all that stuff. But then when you, <laughs> then you see it come to life and he's pushing a truck and he's lifting up these huge trees over his shoulder. And he's has this like very, you know, bright personality and smile. It's just, that comes to light. Um, and Carhartt was thrilled. He stayed, you know, an extra hour or two on set, which a lot of players don't do. Um, but he was having so much fun that he was like, I absolutely, he loved the people on set. I think he talked to every single person and including the people who were just doing lunch. He spent time with every person on set. Um, and that turned into a second deal that he'll be shooting in 2022. So I think when you can see a campaign like that, come to life and the brand's really happy. Tristan's really happy. Um, he's obviously getting paid for that, which is beneficial, you know, for our bottom line. Um, but it's just really good. And I was home for the holidays and I'm walking through like my hometown Dick sporting goods and you see him up there. Um, so Aww. that part, that part's really cool. Um, just to see him, you know, across the country, just doing what he loves. And again, it's all about being authentic. So he got that just for being who he is. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine the goosebumps that I would get if I saw something like some of my work in a, like in a store. I can't imagine, like, how happy must you be when you walk through a store like that and be like, yeah, I did that. Like, that's cool as hell. (laughs) Honestly, cool as hell is probably exactly what I said. Um, (laughs) 
and I didn't know that they were in every single Dick's Sporting Goods to be oh, perfectly wow. honest um and it was cool because I'm walking around like with my family so my family sees mm-hmm. that and I'm like holy shit I'm like this is the stuff that we did when we were out in Oregon um so yeah that's that's nice and it was an aha moment because it was in my hometown it just felt yeah. like I don't know it was good it was a really that cool is- moment Heck yeah, that'd be so. I'd be like taking a selfie with it. Be like, I I took a picture and I said, <laughs> I took a picture and I sent it right to Tristan and I was like, look, you're in North Carolina. Um, yeah, no, so he, he loves it. It's it's been a great a great working project for us. Um, and again, anytime you can get a big win like that for your client, it's it's huge. That's what we do it for. Yeah, absolutely. That is is exactly it. And the authentic part, I think, is. I, my hope, I was just having this conversation with a friend, um, but like my hope with social media and different things is that we, as, as a society, I guess, kind of tune back into that being authentic part. Cause I think reality TV maybe ruined that a little bit. Although I do love my fair share of reality TV. It's not <laughs> all as real as we chalk it up to be, you know? So, so if an athlete can show that side of themselves and not feel I don't want to say feel ashamed because nobody should feel ashamed of anything like that, but you know, it's actually something that he does and he's endorsing it and it's just, it just comes natural. So there, that's the best thing for, I think like the younger generation to see like, yeah, I can be myself and I don't have to, you know, fit into a trend or try to fit this mold. I can just be myself and do what I want to do. And people are either going to like it or they don't like it then move on. Right. Like, yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I say that just in my everyday personal life too. I'm like, I'm just going to keep it 100 (laughs) all the time. Yeah. And the people and things that are meant for me are going to be for me. And if not, if not, and I think that's, what's so dope about the sports industry is the people who are most successful lean into that. Like our team Mm -hmm. unapologetically themselves, so damn good at what they do. Um, but just really, really authentic. And I think that's what we encourage from all of our clients too, is just, we want you to show up as yourself. There's enough people out here pretending to be something that they're not, that Mm -hmm. the more each of us are ourselves and owning that, I think, you know, better for the society. For sure. A hundred percent agree. So you talk about your team, how many, how many people are on your team? And, and obviously with your role, you manage them as do you manage people yes you manage people um so we have four (laughs) we have four agents um so they do all the on-field contract amongst a million other things and then we have it's me Michaela Alyssa Alley four other people who do client management PR and a little bit of marketing um but the best part about our team we all do recruiting we're a big family. And I know a lot of people say that when they work with people, they're like, yeah, we all get along. It's all great. It's so genuine with Octagon football. Um, it's been really awesome to be a part of, and we're all kind of in the mix together. There's not one person that I, I named that I couldn't call if I needed anything professionally or personally, and they wouldn't, wouldn't be there. So yeah, we have a really solid group over there of, of eight people. That's Eight is all you need. Eight is the perfect number. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a a good squad. Heck yeah. So when you go to photo shoots or different things like that, does everybody go or is it just like you and maybe one other person or how does something like that work? Or do you you get to go to those things? I would guess, right? Yeah. So for any deal um, that I book or any event like Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, um, 
I'll be there. And it really depends on which clients are there. So if one of our agents has a client doing a marketing deal, um, they may go, they may just say, Jenna, you got this, like, keep me posted. I'll FaceTime you when you guys are out there. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, but I think that's just because the level of trust that we have with one another. Cause even if I couldn't go to something that I booked, I would trust any one of my team members, team members to be on site, making sure everything goes off without a hitch. But for like pro bowl, super bowl and the big events, it's a whole team. Uh, but for, you know, a game, it could be, one or two of us, if it's a marketing appearance, it could be one person, it could be three. It all depends on how big and long the appearance is and, and who the client is. Okay. So you mentioned you're from North Carolina. Are you, is your, is Octagon located in North Carolina? Octagon's located everywhere, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. And then I'm like, wait a second. I think, I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't live in North Carolina anymore. No. Okay. So I, I grew up there. I went to undergrad there. And then I went to Georgetown for grad school. So I've been in the DC, Maryland area ever since grad school. Okay. So our headquarters is McLean, Virginia, which is basically DC. Mm -hmm. uh, Octagon football is everywhere. We have someone in Philly, Houston, Arizona, California um, Florida, New York, we're everywhere. Um, and then all the other divisions are, you have Chicago is a headquarter for another office. New York is a headquarter for another office. And with COVID, I think we've seen that we can still produce at a high level being virtual. So I think mm -hmm. we'll, we'll still maintain some type of a flexible working environment, but for the most part, I'm remote out of Maryland. Okay. That's, I figured as much, but I was like, wait a second. She's all, no, over. not to North Carolina. I love North Carolina. But <laughs> <laughs> think no, of staying up here. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm in North Where Carolina. Where are you based out of? I'm in are North you? Carolina. Yep. Mm -hmm, yep. What part? I'm, back, um, in, I'm in Morrisville outside of Charlotte. Very cool. All of my uh, best friends from childhood live in in the Charlotte area. I go down there okay. quite a bit. I grew up um, in Apex, right outside of Raleigh. Okay. All right. So a couple, couple hours on the other side. Mm -hmm. Not too far. Yeah. I'm originally from Michigan. I moved down here for work. Um, so I'm not, I'm not complaining, although I would really like the snow to go away because I left it for a reason. <laughs> North Carolina has been getting a lot of snow, so it's I pretty know, crazy. Uh, which is totally different here. I was just explaining to one of my friends earlier this morning, like the difference between Michigan snow and North Carolina snow is like the ice. So it sounds mm -hmm. like I'm walking on and my Northern friends listening to this will understand exactly what I'm saying. You may, you may also understand this when I'm walking on the snow to my car, it sounds like I'm walking on the ice and it's cracking. Like yep. it's, a, it's a safety <laughs> precaution. You hear it. Now you have to get off the ice and I'm just walking to my car. So every time I've gone outside to my car, I feel like I'm about to fall through the ice, but you know, that's a tan that's a long tangent for another day. <laughs> but the difference between probably Michigan and North Carolina, when you guys are getting that snow down there, it's shut down. Oh yeah. Oh, here, absolutely. Like business as usual, especially Michigan, I'm sure in North Carolina, yeah. it's like, I think we're going to get some snow. Let's shut down everything for the rest of the week. Yeah. I had a meeting on Monday and everybody was like, our headquarters is in Mississippi and everybody's kind of chatting about like, maybe they got some snow or whatever. We've got some people in Canada and they're like, snow, psh, whatever. Right. And I'm like, y'all. <laughs> you know, it's serious when Chick-fil-A is closed. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, and they're like, Whoa, Chick-fil-A is closed. I'm like, yeah, it's closed today. And of course 
Monday was the only day I wanted Chick-fil-A. So like, of course, right? That's of how course, that of course. But, um, okay, so back to you. We got off on a tangent about snow and things. <laughs> um, so so your um, octagon football is just football, but octagon, as I'm familiar with, also is kind of universal in the professional sporting world. Absolutely. We have okay. pretty much a division for every of the major, major sports. Okay. And you don't necessarily go out and search for clients. The clients come to you guys looking for brands to be, to endorse and things like that. Right. If or- we had this set up where everything was inbound and people came to me, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, we are, we are very aggressive with our okay. outbound recruiting, whether that be the guys we're going after for NIL as college athletes, the guys we're recruiting before they sign to go to the NFL draft. Um, the majority of marketing deals that come in is outbound for me trying to get business. So in a perfect world, I would love for it to be like people blowing up my email and phone saying, Hey, I want to work with you. Hey, I want to do this. But it, for right now, it's, it is a mix of both, but for the most part, our team is aggressive on the outreach. Okay. So if you can share a little bit when you're, when you're doing that outbound research or outbound calling, emailing, however that works, what, is there something particular that you look for in a potential client when, when you're doing that? Yeah, I think first and foremost, what we always try to do is protect our guys. So we will steer clear of anything that would potentially be damaging to their reputation. So having a brand that you value that, you know, has a really good reputation is important. Um, and then also something that is current, I think keeping a pulse on what's happening and knowing what brands are doing, because I'm typically not booking a campaign for something to happen in a week. So if I know, I'll just keep using Carhartt as an example, is going to do this work as the original workout. We booked that deal probably a year before it came to air. So it's knowing what they have in the pipeline um, and then pitching someone who makes the most sense. So if I know that campaign is happening and then I have a guy who's from New York, loves New York, like loves high fashion, that's not going to make the most sense for him in that campaign. So I try and do everything very targeted, very strategic because the last thing I wanted when I was working on the other side, booking talent was for a rep to just send me his client list. It's like, Hey, let me know if you have anything for these guys. And you're just looking at 30 names. And I'm like, this, this doesn't mean anything for me. I'm not going to go look up every single person's Instagram, read their bio, watch their interviews. Like you have to tee it up and do the work for the brands and people making the decisions. So that's always my approach. I want to show them why this guy is the perfect fit, not right. let them fill in the bank blanks. Yeah. Cause then there's, that could go sideways real quick. <laughs> Absolutely. And they might take thing the as, wrong like, guy. <laughs> yeah. And there's such thing as too much information. People just don't have the time to dig through all, yeah. And they won't, and they just, they won't do it. You can't assume that people will. So yeah, I think the more information you can give them in a positive way, not just information as a blanket statement um, is better. I've, I've found personally. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I agree with that. I've, I've done some, some things that are similar and I'm like, I used to work with a guy who was a former military sergeant and, um, there was a pretty conservative brand that reached out and I'm like, this is nope, <laughs> uh, nope, not going to work, but I know this other guy for you. So we made it work yeah. and ended up working out, but I understand what you're saying too. Um, okay. So I don't want to keep much more of your time, but can you think of some like your like a fond memory or a funny moment that you would want to share from a shoot or just being um, at an event, anything like that? Um, I think obviously your first of anything is going to be very memorable. So I think one mm -hmm. of my fondest moments would be my first Super Bowl ever when I was okay. at the NFL PA and it was in New Orleans, which I wish every single Super Bowl could be in New Orleans. I think the <laughs> town is like fit perfectly for that week of events. Okay. Um, but I think that's probably one of my fondest because when you're so young in your career, the group of people we had um, at the NFL PA became family we were all best friends we hung on outside of work all the time and just to have that week together in new orleans the ravens were playing which obviously being from maryland was awesome they won so that was the cherry on top of a great week but i think my very first super bowl being with my best friends even friends from maryland came down to celebrate um that's always going to stick out to me and probably because i was we were exchanging photos this morning of it so it's top of mind um, <laughs> was awesome was just a really good one. And I guess, gosh, that's been what, 10 years ago. Um, but I still think New Orleans Super Bowl goes down as the best Super Bowl I've ever been to. Okay. All right. I've never been there, but I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's probably kind of one of those, uh, um, like pinch yourself moments, right? Like, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm here. This is so awesome. Like, yeah. And it's just fun. Like that town is built just around hospitality and everyone having such a great time that it was just I don't know all the restaurants were great the food's great the events were awesome it was just really 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 fun okay brb gotta go to new orleans Bye. gotta go book a trip now <laughs> uh sorry work uh, i'll be back uh, <laughs> gotta go do some research yep. yeah exactly we should have a fishing tournament there that'd be great Actually, you should that's not a bad idea yeah. <laughs> let me know if you want some clients. Yeah. yeah. Let me know if you want some, some football players to come do some content. We'll circle back around on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I let you go, I appreciate your time so much. I can't, I can't believe um, we finally made this work uh, with your busy schedule, but is if you were to give one piece of advice to someone um, looking to get into, to your field of work, what would that be? Go for it. Um, I love what I do. I think this industry is incredible. Um, and I think to find success in here, as I've mentioned probably so many times, you probably need to edit out the word authentic when you're done with this. Um, it's just be authentic, know who you are, be confident in who you are. Um, there's so many people in this industry that celebrate that, especially in sports. Um, don't come in as a fan, just come in as someone who is you know, passionate about what they do. Um, cause it'll challenge you. And I think that's, that's, what's fun about this. And there's some great people in here. So that this is a career that you're interested in, um, go for it. I think it's, I have the best job in the world. 
Heck yeah. I'm excited about your job. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Carhartt and all the other brands. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's great. And it's such a testament to our team and, and the clients that we work with. So I'm in the perfect storm right now of, of all the people that I love and we got some good stuff going and octagon football is just getting bigger and better. Heck yeah. I can't wait to see what's coming down the pipeline to, to see what's next. And yeah, if people want to, to check out your work, where would they be able to find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media. It's my name on Instagram and Twitter. Um, both are public. So check it out. Check it out. Yeah. I've been following you for a long time. You're my inspiration and motivation. I love it. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you get some good, some good stuff from there. I try and keep it interesting. Some professional, some personal, just yeah. a, little, a little peek behind, but yeah, it's just Jenna O. Nobles. So you can find that on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Again, I can't, I'm so excited that we were able to make this work. Thanks for reaching back out to me. Sincerely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Of course. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and are productive and maybe you don't have as much snow as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And book that trip to New Orleans. Yes. I'm doing it right now. I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks again. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. What an absolute blast. I love hearing what goes into building a player's brand off the field, off the water, off the rink whatever their sport may be. You can follow along with Jenna and all of the excitement by following the links in the show notes. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Be sure to go like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple and iHeartRadio. Make sure you click that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you feel inclined, feel free to leave us a review. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop us a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.